Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Psalms 25, get your Bibles open. I'm not going to read it quite yet, but get your Bibles open to it. I want to talk tonight about something right in the middle of the fast. We're exactly, exactly, exactly right in the middle of our 21 days today. And uh, this is a great message for this because right in the middle is where you can be the most tempted to start saying, ah, I've done pretty good and let me cheat a little here or, or let me just, you know, I already did 11, 10 days, let me just, whatever. There's a temptation in the middle to quit sometimes. Can I get an amen? Anybody feel like that sometimes? But I know that we're not feeling that way because if we're really doing this fast, we're feeling some stamina right now. We're feeling some endurance right now. We're feeling some, like, like it's hard when you first start to run, right? You first get on that treadmill or you first start to do anything hard, the beginning's the worst. Uh, I know that one of the things my wife and I are doing that I'm not going to share with you what it is that we've never done before uh, in the eating part department is um, something that gave us some headaches for the first two days. Bad headaches. And those first two days were bad and horrible, but you know that it's going to get better. And as you continue, it's going to get easier. And how many have noticed during this that the things you're doing, it's getting easier. And you realize that those things that you're fasting uh, may not be something you, you thought that they owned you, but they don't. You really own them, amen, in the name of Jesus. And uh, I sit and sat there and looked at that bread right in front of me today at the table, and I just said, no devil, amen, it was good-looking bread, too, and it didn't get eaten, amen, and so there's, there's strength in that fast, but I want to talk tonight about endurance, and this is going to be a, a spiritual nugget for you tonight, because I believe all of us want to attain something amazing in our lives, and we know the ultimate thing we want to attain is heaven, that's our ultimate goal, is that we want to make heaven our home. But before we get there, there's a lot of things on this earth that we can attain and a lot of things we can do for the Lord, but we have to have a spirit of endurance. And endurance is something that is an attitude. How many have ever heard that saying, good things come to those who what? Amen? We all know it. So we're waiting right now. We're in a waiting period. We're waiting for this fast to be over. We're waiting for the things that we've prayed for to come to pass. Uh, we're waiting for t- uh, the opportunity to see what God is going to do in February and March and the rest of this year. So we're in a waiting period. But in that waiting period, a lot of times, it's that middle of the race. It's that half marathon. It's that, per- it's that 50 yard of the 100 yard dash where the, the biggest test is. Because once you get to that middle, the, the second half is downhill. Amen. And we're going to start heading downhill. And I've already got at least two or three testimonies lined up for Sunday of people who've let me know things that God has done miraculously. And uh, I want you to please let me know if God's doing a testimony for you. I will testify for you. Amen. I will say it for you. So let me know. Text me. Call me. Let me know what it is so we can share it for God's glory. And and I uh, I tell you again tonight. I've been telling you, we're just a couple days away from the option period being over on this land. 
We're just waiting for a few things to be uh, worked out and kinked out, but it's going forward. I can tell you that tonight. Amen. It is going forward, and we are, we are going to end up getting that land in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I've got a mighty story to tell you when it's all said and done, but it's miraculous. And there's things I can't tell you yet, but it's miraculous. Some, tell somebody it's miraculous. It's supernatural. Does that sound familiar? And I can't wait to tell you what he's doing, but we're waiting for one of the biggest things we're waiting for back is a soil test to make sure that that ground is, is uh, able to be constructed on. And um, Friday is the, is, the, is the option period, and so if everything's good by Friday, then it'll, we'll go into the closing, and, and we'll be letting you guys know things. But, you know, Pastor Mario mentioned right now, and this is just a side note, I want you to get your minds and your hearts and your spirits prepared for what God is going to do, because God's going to need all of us to do a lot. And, and what he's going to do is he's going to be looking for people that he can use as vessels. Amen? And, and I'm telling you, as he said it, it's the truth. Miracle money has already come. Miracle money is coming, and miracle money is going to continue to come. Amen? Supernaturally into our church, and before it gets to the church, it goes through you. So just like this fast, you can be a part of it and get the blessings, or you can miss out. But God is doing amazing things. I just want to give you an update. Please pray hard. I asked, I think, yesterday in that text to be praying. We felt your prayers. God moved on those prayers. And so we just need to pray tomorrow and Friday that this will be a done deal. Amen? So those that wait... We've been waiting a long time to, to get to this place where we could make another move. We, those that wait for things in their marriage or things with their kids, there's always things we're waiting for. And waiting is not fun. But if you look at it the right way, it's a lot like fasting. Fasting isn't fun, but when you do it with the right attitude, you, you know that it brings results. So waiting is the same way. Waiting is not fun, but waiting brings results. So let's look at Psalms 25. Verse 1 through 5, and actually let me take it back off for one sec. Sorry about that, not trying to take it off and on. I want to give you the definition of endurance. I want you to think about this, exactly what it means. The power or ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process without giving up. I mean, you think about that's exactly what we're doing with the fast. We're doing something unpleasant, uh, difficult, it's a process, and we don't give up. How many know we cannot lose if we don't quit? As long as we stay in the, in the, in the race. Anybody who, when, when it comes to a race, we know there's one person that's going to get that finish line first. But you know, nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody, very few people run a marathon to win it. Most people run a marathon to finish it, to say they finished. And so we're, we're in a marathon tonight as believers. And actually in the, in the things of God, people who sprint don't finish. You see, a lot of people in the, in the things of God, they sprint out, and they're fast, and they're gone, and sometimes they're out of sight. But those that are continuing to walk with the Lord the way we're supposed to walk with a pace and with the consistency of God, we catch up to those people who ran out in a sprint, and they're laying on the ground, or sometimes we never see them again because they've gone off to the left or the right. This is a race that takes endurance. It's a race that takes, uh, it's a process, and we cannot give up, amen? So that's an ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process without giving up. And we know Jesus was the greatest example of that. 
They went all the way to the end and said it is finished. Now, Psalms 25, verse 1 through 5. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. My God, I trust in you. Say, I trust in you, Lord. Let me not be ashamed. Let my enemies not triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. That's a good prayer. And that's a, that's a promise. God will not let anyone who waits on him be ashamed. He says, let those who be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all day. Lord, we wait on you tonight. Father, right in the middle of this fast, we wait, Lord, on what you're going to do. We wait on your promises. We endure, Father. We're going we're gonna to finish strong on this. We're, gonna, we're right in the middle, Lord, and we're not going to look back. We're not going to look to the left or the right. We're going to go forward, and we're going to continue to believe and trust you, even in the spite of, of a difficult process or challenges. Lord, lift up our spirits tonight and fill us with your word and give us a challenge to continue to endure until the end because your word says he who endures till the end shall be saved. Father, thank you for your word. Bless it and anoint it and bring forth fruit in Jesus' name. Amen. Lamentations 325 says the Lord is good to those who are in a hurry. To those who what? wait. Can I see any any honest hands in here of people who do not like to wait? I don't really know too many people that enjoy waiting. You know, waiting, and you think about waiting. I'm just thinking about waiting for a second. You know, life doesn't really help the waiting process. You think about waiting at a doctor's office, waiting at a place called a terminal in an airport. Y'all get that tomorrow. Waiting uh, you know, for everything, we, waiting to get your license renewed. Wait, we're always waiting, and the places you wait, I, I, I always think about, you know, music helps that area a lot. They ought to have a really lively, happy, joyful music when you're in the, te- the uh, license place. Right? Everybody's just sitting there staring at their, you know, phones, and it's, it's, it stinks in there, and it's dark in there. And, and the same thing with the waiting room and the doctor. Doctor's office sometimes have a little bit of music, and they at least give you some magazines. But I, used to, I told Carl, when you come through customs, that's one of the worst places you can go is through customs in an airport. You know, you're about to get your passport checked. You're not sure if you're going to be able to go into the country you're going into. You don't know if they're going to stop you. You don't, you know, you, there's thousands of people in front of you, and it's just quiet. Like, they ought to have some upbeat music. Amen? But waiting is something that God looks for in us, and it says the Lord is good to those who wait. So that's why it says good things come to those who wait, to the soul who seeks him. So there's, there's something about that promise tonight that if I wait, good things are going to come. A lot of us uh, try to get things fast, and we're all guilty of that. But when we wait, God has something better. Now, trust is a word I want to focus on tonight, and I talk about this word a lot. It's the biggest word that I get out of these passages that we just read. And, and trust is something that is, is supernatural. You're, you're putting your faith and your trust into something that you can't understand. How many have ever heard, trust the process? 
I mean, no, we got to trust the process of God's word. It's, it's not just, if God laid it out for us and, and let us see everything, I don't know about you, but I've prayed a lot of times, God, can you just show me this, the answer to this? Can you just make it a little clearer? And God says, I could, but that wouldn't be no fun for me. Because God has, God, we're made in his image, amen? He, he, that's no fun for him. So he wants us to wait, and, and he wants us to, to, to travail, and he wants us to stay the course because he knows that he has something really awesome waiting for us. Trust and faith and endurance. Trust and faith and endurance go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. These three powerful things are something you've got to apply to your walk. If you, if you tonight, if I say trust, or I say faith, or I say endurance, you don't have any of the, those three things in your life, or you struggle in one of those areas, you got to focus on getting that stronger. Maybe, maybe it's an endurance thing. Maybe you quit. Maybe you never finish anything you start. I mean, no, that's not a godly trait. Maybe you lack trust. Trust sometimes is, is difficult because people around us break our trust. And so we have a hard time trusting people because people have hurt us. Faith. Your faith can be attacked, but faith is believing in the things we can't see. So faith and trust and endurance all work together. And like I said in my prayer, Matthew 24, 13 says, He who endures till the end shall be saved. How many know some people in here tonight, and you may not like to admit it, you're sad about it, but how many know some people who at one point in your life that you knew them, could be family, could be friends, could be neighbors, could be co-workers, had a walk with God, and today they are not serving God. Let me see your hand. You know somebody who knew the Lord, and today they are backslidden. They are not serving God. They don't know the Lord. They're, they're totally back in their own ways, almost all of us. We have to make a decision tonight. That's what endurance is. I will not be that person. Amen? I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to fall to the side. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. Some of you might have close people to you, close family members, close friends, uh, people you've known for a long time. The longer somebody say, it's like when you hear about a, a marriage that ends in divorce after 30 or 40 or 50 years. How tragic is that? that after all those years, I mean, you've, you've, you've put all that time in. You've served all that sentence. Why in the world would you, why would you, you know, You've been serving a long time. Why, you know, why go back into prison with somebody else? Amen. Y'all following me? That's sad. It's endurance. So you think about those things. The same thing with Christians. Some people have been saved many, many, many years. And, I mean, listen, I know for a fact we used to run into these guys all the time in Costa Rica that were drug addicts on the streets of Pavas and be witnessing to them and talking to them. I used to be a pastor. Drug addicts on the street. I mean, you talk about sad. That, don't let that be us. How can that be us if we don't endure? The Bible says, he who endures till the end shall be saved. Not he who says a prayer at the altar. So endurance is a character trait that I think a lot of people in the church world don't have. How many would like to have more endurance? I'm going to raise my hand. I want to have more endurance. I'm not asking God to put more on me. But when he, whenever I pass through or whatever I go through, I want to have endurance for it. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. If you'll remember, just last month when I, when I got a chance to go to Rome, I was in the cell where Paul wrote these words. 
It was a, one of the most amazing things, most amazing moments of my life to stand in that cell where Paul wrote these words, I have fought the good fight. You, you think about the definition as I'm reading this verse of the power or ability to endure an unpleasant or difficult process without giving up. We would not have those words in our Bible if Paul would have gave up. You, you talk about an unpleasant place. How about a dark dungeon? I don't think any of us have ever been in a dark dungeon for jail. And yet he endured that, and he's able to say these words, I have fought the good fight. I have finished. Church, we need to finish the race tonight. We need to finish this fast. We need to finish the race with God. And he says, I have kept my faith. Amen? When you finish something, it opens up the door for another path and another opportunity. And then you finish that. How many know closing things, finishing things up are good? Amen? Leaving everything untied is not good. We need to close some things. Make, make that some of your goals this year, that you're going to close some things. Like close the door on that debt. Close the door on that credit card that you got a bunch. Close the door on that car payment. Close the door on whatever it is. Close the door on some of these things and say, Lord, this is going to be the year. I'm going to get out of that so I don't have to have open things anymore. Close those things. How many still here? Good things come to those who wait and have endurance. Let's look at Romans chapter 5. These are some really great scriptures for this. Verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into his grace in which we stand and rejoice. Now, these, those three verses right there are powerful and awesome and exciting. But how many know that in the Bible, as you start to read stuff and you see the promise, there's going to be a test. And he says, rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And then he says, but you don't get that without, not only that, we glory in tribulations. Ask yourself, when was the last time you went through a test and thanked God for it? Ask yourself. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me. Not, thank you, Lord, I enjoyed that so much. That was wonderful. Let's do that again. Not that, but thank you, Lord, for allowing me to go through that test. How many know that every test ends? Amen? It's going to get better. It's going to get over. We're going to get through it. And he says, but also knowing that we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations or, in, or trials or problems produce perseverance, which is a synonym of endurance. And perseverance, what does it produce? Let me just stay here for a minute. Maybe a lot of people have holes in their character because they don't have endurance. They're not sticking with things. I, I, I'll say it again tonight, and I'll never get tired of saying it. I admire longevity. I admire people who do things for a long time and stay places and are committed to things. I don't know about you, but I admire that, and I believe God does too. Whether it's a marriage, whether it's a, a church, whether it's a business, whatever it is. When I admire Christians and believers who stay the course and, and don't waver no matter what they go through. When I hear of a story, 
of somebody that has gone through something horrendous and horrible, and and I and I and then I and I hear. Have you ever been talking to somebody and you're getting to know them and you begin to hear their testimony and when they tell you what they've been through, you can't even equate in your mind how they could be so happy. Like you look, you step back and go, and think to yourself, they couldn't have gone through that. How are they so strong? How are they so committed to God? How are they so faithful? But you'll never know who you are until you go through some perseverance, until you go through some trials. There's no testimony without the test. Everybody wants the testimony, but nobody wants the test. You, so if you want the testimony, you got to endure the test. So if you're in a test... The testimony's on its way. And the only reason you're not going to get the testimony is if you quit or have the wrong attitude or give up. But if you'll say, Lord, I don't like this test, but this means that you're doing something right now in my life, and I'm going to get to testify about it and look at it that way, then God will do amazing things in your life. Because faith, listen, faith will not work without endurance. So you, get, you can't just have faith for a little while. Like, oh, I just want to get up and testify tonight that, man, I used to be a man of faith. I just want you to know I used to have the most amazing faith. I was one of the most faith, faith-filled people in this world, I want to tell you. I'm telling you. You hear me? I, I'm, I had the most amazing faith. What does it matter if I had it? Did you realize, do you realize tonight, church, that biblically we are not saved if we don't have faith? We're saved by faith. Ephesians says we're saved by faith. Faith is what saves us. Believing is something we can't see. So faith is very important. You cannot have faith if you're not going to endure in that faith. Because your faith is going to be tested. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Therefore, don't cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of what? That, when was the last time someone said, hey, you need some endurance? God is telling us, you need endurance. He's telling us, and, I, and this is one of the things I love about Jesus and God. He never said it was going to be easy. That's, a, that's, not a, that's not a true gospel. That, that it's easy. Nowhere in the Bible did he say. Matter of fact, he said, he said many are the afflictions of the righteous. He says, you're going to be tested. You're going to go through trials. This is, he says, it's easier for a camel to go through that, that aisle, that needle, than a rich person. It's easier for, he says that, he started, sorry, the, the path to destruction is wide and easy, but the road that it goes to heaven is narrow and not easy. So that's, Jesus is, I like that. He says, if you don't pick up your cross and carry me, and carry and deny yourself, you can't be a part of the kingdom of God. So he's telling us it's going to be hard. But he also tells us he has a reward waiting for us. But you can't get to the reward if you don't endure the hardship. So he says you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, let's just look at this for a second, so that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. You don't get the promise and then endure. You have to endure 
to get the promise. I believe in the Spirit tonight. Some of you are going to catch this, and some of you are realizing tonight that, that maybe the reason I'm not seeing what God wants to see in my life is because I don't have an enduring spirit. I give up too easy. I give up on people too easy. I give up on the situation too easy. You know, that's the world we're living in right now, right? If something doesn't work, you just go get a new one. Whatever it is. I mean, and we know also it's kind of a catch-22 because nothing's made to last either. I mean, things they used to make back in the day used to last forever. Now you buy something, and it's cheaper to just go get a new one. So that kind of, that kind of goes across and, and carries over into our walks with God sometimes that if I don't like the way things are going, I'll just go find a new church. I'll just go find a, a, new, a new place to worship. Lots of people do that. Lots of people leave and, and go to another church, and then they realize that this, there's problems there too. Because the problem is not the church, it's them. The problem is a lack of endurance. And then, unfortunately, when people do go out and they get out there and they look for that church and they test, go to different churches, then they're too prideful to come home and come back to their, to their home where they were born. Amen? So how many are following me? So it says, verse 37, For yet a little while, and he who is coming and will, sorry, he is com- he who is coming will come and will not tarry. You know that's talking about the rapture, the return of Jesus Christ. How many have heard that before? And how many have heard people say, oh, we hear that all the time? Church, keep waiting. Keep waiting. Because it's at any moment. Do you believe the rapture could happen tonight? Do you believe the rapture could happen tomorrow? Any moment. And he's coming for a church that's watching for him all the time. That doesn't get tired of looking at the watch and thinking, uh, and listen, there's nobody that wants to go home more than me. I want to go home. But i got to keep doing what God's called me to do. But I'm waiting. I'm looking. I'm watching. I'm waiting. Because that thing, he says, I won't tarry. I'm, I'm coming. And then it says, verse 38, the just shall live by what? And then, look at this. This, this, this hit me hard when I read this this week, this next verse. This is powerful. If anyone draws back, my soul, just leave that up there for a second, has no pleasure in him. If anyone draws back, you know, that, that makes me think of the story that if you put your hand to the plow and you look back, you're not worthy. There's that whistle. Somebody else give me a whistle. I put whistle on my notes. If anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Just think about that. So we we don't have a choice. We can't go back. Jesus said to his disciples in John 6, the hardest chapter in the whole Bible. Hardest. Hard, hard, hard chapter. Discipleship chapter. Unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you can't have a part of the kingdom of God. And some of the disciples began to leave and go out the door. They didn't have a door at that point, but I'm just using it as they started getting up and leaving. Most of them left. He looks at his main disciples and says, there's the door. You want to go to? Do you want to go to? There it is. Because I don't want nobody following me that doesn't want to follow me. How many know tonight there's nobody holding a gun to your head to be here? We're here because we want to be here. We're here because we love Jesus. We're here because we're thankful for what he did in our lives. So we're going to stay this course. He says, go ahead. There's the door. And Peter said, Jesus, where would we go? 
where will we go? That's what we got to remember. Where, all we're going to go back to is our vomit. We're going to go back to that old life we used to live. For what? When God has brought us out of something so powerful. So church, part of endurance is a mentality that not only can I not quit, or won't quit, I can't quit. There's a message that I need to preach again that talks about no regrets and no retreats and no reserves. Three R's. That you, that you need to, we need to burn bridges behind us spiritually so that you don't have any plan B. You know, one of the biggest problems I think today in the church world is we have a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. So if this doesn't work out, I'm just going to plan B. How many believe that people do that? There's, people have a plan B, plan C, plan D with God. God doesn't have any plan Bs. He expects us to sell out. He expects us to go all in, just like he did and just like his disciples did. And so we cannot draw back. Endurance, if you want to write this down, is the fruit of your tribulation or your trial. It's fruit. Endurance. Being able to take blows. Being able to resist. Being able to, 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 to over and over again get back up again. When you've been knocked down, floored to the ground, beat up by the devil, lied to by the devil, attacked by the devil, attacked by people that the devil uses. And you get back up again and you say, I won't quit. I won't quit. If you think about sports and you think about people who've ever done anything in, in athlete, athletics or anything in anything that has physical endurance, they won't quit. They will not quit. They won't give up. The people who win don't give up. How many know if athletes don't give up, we shouldn't give up? So here we are in the middle of this fast. And everybody's in a different place. And you'll be able to tell, and I don't say this in a negative way, but you'll be able to tell where you're at tonight in the middle of the fast according to how you have done. Because if you're at a place right now where you feel like I, I feel like a wind's behind me. I feel like, a, like I'm strong. I feel like I can do anything for the Lord because I've, I've been enduring this and taking this serious, and, and it's not getting harder. It's getting easier. Amen? And your clarity of mind and the voice of the Lord and your desire to, to, do, to do right, all these things are happening because you have been taking this serious. Re again, regardless of what it is, whatever it is you and the Lord decided, God's honoring it. And, you, and you, now you're getting this second wind, like we call it in sports, a second wind. That's, what, that's another thing that wins games is a second wind. Amen? So Isaiah 40, 31, let me give you just a few more verses. Very, very known verse, very used verse, but not, a lot of times not very applied verse. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And then that song says, teach me, Lord, teach me, Lord, to wait. Amen? They that wait upon the Lord. Waiting is not fun. Waiting is not popular. You, know, you think about that even with, with waiting for marriage. 
waiting for the right things in life, everything that you wait for is worth it. It's worth the wait. Good things come to those who wait. Amen? Spiritual stamina. How many would want more spiritual stamina tonight? Amen? The stamina to stay in this race. I w- I've already been talking to different people. I've, I've heard people that their diabetes is going down, and that's not even just Joshua, other people. I've heard of people that are, have a ho- stronger hunger for the Lord, that they've never been able to fast before, and they're fasting, that they, before they would go to a certain meal, and now they're going to these meals. I've heard all kinds of stories. I commend you. I commend you for what, what you're doing. And, and church, we're going to wait and see what all this does. Amen? There's, re, there's, there's results happening. That's what's exciting is we're not just doing it just to discipline ourselves. I mean, if we were doing it just for discipline, there would be some benefits from it. Disciplining our mind, telling the devil that we have power over that, that temptation. or whatever. There's benefits. We lose a little weight, feel a little bit better, whatever. But that's nothing compared to what's coming, the fruit that's coming from this fast. We will see it all year long. All year long. Amen? And just like we have before. And tonight, all around the world, I keep getting videos. I'm going to probably show a video Sunday morning from these churches in the Congo. Man, it's going to bless you. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's the jungle, but, but the build, they have buildings. Like, they're in the jungle but the church is a nice cement building. And they're having church in there. And it's filled, amen, packed, and they're singing. And this is just one of 60 churches in that place. So let me tell you something. God is doing supernatural things around the world, and we're part of it tonight. And those people in the jungle of the Congo are fasting with us. People we will never meet till we get to heaven. But they're our brothers and sisters. And somehow through communication, 15,000 miles away in a jungle way out in the middle of nowhere, those men and women are fasting just like us. And they're praying for our church. We're praying for their churches. Spiritual stamina. I want to finish with this. this. This is big time. This is where... I believe most people lose their stamina and lose their endurance and fail. Okay, write this down if you're taking notes. One of the biggest mistakes we can make is to look at other people and get discouraged. To look at other people and get discouraged. I know I use a lot of sports examples, but if you think about a race... Those people that are in those sprints or marathons or, or that are trained runners, they don't look at their competition. They're not looking around to see, you know, who's falling or who's going fast. They're, they're looking at the, at the finish line. They're one-tracked mind. That's the kind of mind we need to have tonight. Because if you start looking at the, at the other, at discouragement of other people, if we're in this fast and someone around you is not fasting or someone broke their fast or, or whatever it is in life, just get whatever example you want to use, and you look, or someone goes through a horrible thing and you're looking at them and you allow their situation to discourage you, it's one of the worst things you can do. You have, you have to keep your eyes on Jesus. Let me give you a burst to finish in Psalms 37. 
And this, this isn't just bad things. Sometimes we can get discouraged when we look at other people who are flourishing that either they may be saved or they may be unsaved. But you're, you're basing your faith and your endurance off of somebody else. God's doing something in your life. you got to let God work on your life. Too many times we're too busy looking at the failures or the successes of other people instead of saying, God, what are you doing in my life? Psalms 37, verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Musicians, you can come. Do not fret, watch this, because of him who prospers in his way. That's talking about the people in the world. Don't look at the world and go, man, they do this and they do that and they don't, have no, they don't go to church. Look how blessed they are. Don't, don't, don't fret because of them, because they prosper. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret it. It only causes harm. Watch this. God says, thus says the Lord, for evildoers shall be cut off. Just like we're waiting, they're waiting to be cut off. Okay? Don't look at the temporary. It may seem dismal right now. It may seem like nothing's ever going to happen. Or, but we're waiting for a promise from God that God will, can you say will with me, fulfill. And the world is waiting, although they don't know it, they're waiting to be cut off. That's, that's, the, that's the future they have. They can make money here. They can have possessions here. They can own the whole world here. But as soon as they close their eyes, they're cut off. What does it prosper a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Don't look at this world and be jealous of this world. But those who wait on the Lord, that's me and you, they shall inherit the earth. The Bible says this earth is going to be ours. Father, I thank you for your word and that good things come to those who wait. Lord, in the middle of this fast, we're testing ourselves. Where are we at? Lord, I want to say again tonight as I pray for anybody here listening, anybody watching online, if we haven't been doing the things we should do, Lord, we just ask you tonight. If we haven't been fasting, we can still start tonight. We've got ten more days. Ten is better than none. Maybe I've had a bad attitude about it. Maybe I've said I can't. Maybe I've said I won't. There's still 10 days left. Lord, touch those hearts tonight that have thought they can't get involved or it's too late to get involved. Help us tonight all to stay the course, to stay with a spirit of endurance in this fast. Because, God, the truth is, and I've seen it time and time again in my life, good things come to those who wait patiently for you. You have things for us, God, that are better they're the best. And too many times we sell out and we give in too fast and we take what the world will give us. Lord, don't let us be carnally minded, but let us be transformed tonight by the renewing of our minds. Lord, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up 
with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Lord, teach us tonight. Help us tonight to know how to wait. To be patient and enduring because it builds character. Lord, right now, our faith is being tested. But that test is coming forth in a testimony. I, I pray tonight right now for discouraged hearts. Hearts that are feeling condemned. Remember that that condemnation is not from God. It's from the devil. God is a good God. He loves you so much. He just wants you to trust him. He wants you to believe in him. And he wants you to wait until he comes to do what he's going to do. God's going to give you exactly what you've been waiting for. Just be patient. I believe some of you here tonight are listening to me and And you're that close. You're so close to your victory. Don't quit now. And you may look back on some times in your life, even recently, where if you would have just stayed in it just a little bit longer, if you would have just stayed the course a little bit longer, that victory would have been yours. But you've had to go all the way back to the beginning again and start over because you quit too early. Climb up that mountain tonight. Let your faith arise. Let faith fill your spirit tonight. Believe tonight that there's nothing that God can't do if you wait on him. Holy Spirit, touch hearts tonight across this place that don't know you. Touch hearts and minds and spirits tonight in this place that that aren't born again, that aren't ready to meet you. You know who they are. You know if there's people in this place that aren't ready to stand before you. Knock on the door of their hearts tonight. For those that are watching online, listening on the podcast, touch them right now through the airwaves. Show them how much you love them, God. All over this place tonight, if you're here and you've never been born again, never put your faith in Jesus, never trusted Jesus 100%, just lift up your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be saved tonight. I want to call on that merciful name of Jesus. And I want my life to change tonight. Just say, that's me. Here I am. Maybe I'm backslidden tonight. Maybe you're running. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Maybe you started strong. And tonight, even though you're here in church, you're not where you want to be. Tell the Lord, I'm getting right tonight. I'm getting back on course tonight. I've kind of fallen behind. I've kind of lost my way because I've allowed this this race and these problems to affect me. I'm getting back in the race tonight. Say, that's me, Pastor. Pray for me. Let's stand all across this place tonight. We're going to open up the altar. Let's pray for endurance. Ask God, help me, Lord. Help me with my endurance. Help me. We ask, we receive. But as we do, let's say a prayer tonight for anybody that could be watching on these live stream or listening on the podcast so that they can have the opportunity to be saved Say this prayer with me. If you're watching online, just repeat this after me in your car, at your home, wherever you're listening to this. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy. You love me tonight enough to speak to me through this preacher. Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean from all my mistakes 
I believe and confess with my mouth, Jesus Christ is the Lord. And I believe you rose from the dead. Jesus, change me. Make me a new creation. I surrender to you. It's not my will anymore, but your will that needs to be done. Take over from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.